All right, let's get this started. Welcome to episode 13 of the Flashpoint Podcast. My name is Owen Higgins. I am your host. If you are hearing that my voice is slightly congested and stuffed up, that is because I have caught COVID. So I'm going to be a little raspier than usual uh, during the show today. Uh, still waiting for Maya to come, but um, we're going to be covering the Yellow Jackets finale, just kind of talking about that a little bit and, you know, getting everybody's feedback and, uh, I guess, continuing theories on what's coming and, and hopes for season two. Uh, you know, I guess I would say I really enjoyed the first season. I thought it was a really good show. Uh, I was really, really happy to see it get such a huge audience. And I, uh, yeah, I have, I'm, I'm feeling pretty hopeful about the show's future. Looks like they will get a couple more seasons. Hopefully they get the five that they wanted. Uh, and that'll be, that'll be pretty awesome. So, yeah, so let's break it down. Let's talk about it a little bit. I am joined once again, like I was a couple weeks ago, by Maya Kossoff, a freelance writer and editor based in New York, and Tanvi Misra, a independent reporter focused on migration, also based in New York. Um, now, they joined me two weeks ago to talk about episode eight. Last week, I was joined by Karen Geyer, and we talked about not only episode nine, but kind of the use of psychedelics in fiction, uh, because episode nine really had a lot about tripping and about mushrooms and about kind of using that as a, as, as a plot device kind of. And anyway, it's a really interesting conversation. I would really recommend that, that you check it out on the replay, but, um, yeah, uh, Maya, Tanvi, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, what'd you guys think of the last episode? I really enjoyed it. I actually made like a list of things I wanted to go over because I rewatched it today and there was so much I missed the first time. Um, and I feel like they really crammed a lot into this episode to both tie up loose ends and also leave us with some cliffhangers for next season. Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I agree. Uh, and Tumby, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think I agree with Maya. I want to watch it again, but um, I really enjoyed myself. Um, yeah, definitely answered some of the questions uh, that we were thinking about. Obviously, <laughs> leaves a lot more unanswered. So yeah, it really sets up the stage. I'm, I'm really excited for the next season. I'm not... I, I was not even able to wait till Sunday night for this one. I <laughs> ended up watching it. Um streaming it on Sunday morning with my coffee. Uh, and so I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to wait for the next season. But, uh, but yeah, it was really, really great. I, I enjoyed myself. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, you know, I'm also interested because, uh, you know, we didn't talk about episode nine. What, what do you guys think? Maybe we can start there. You guys can just give me kind of your, your general feedback on that one before we jump into the finale itself. Um, I would say episode nine. Uh... Episode nine, um, uh, I feel like was one of the scariest, <laughs> I feel like, in the season. I I think, yeah, definitely like sort of the psychedelics aspect um, and sort of, you know, the 
um, the voices and, and it just, yeah, it just was like darker uh, in a lot of ways. Um, but then also that one particular scene with all the, all the girls and Travis uh, was really disturbing. And um, yeah, I feel like it was a really, really scary episode. Uh, I, I mean, I, I was just kind of like in shock the entire time. Same. Yeah, I think I, I think one thing that I noticed like about that scene with them and Travis is that even before he starts like bugging out and like hallucinating them, eating them, it's already like an incredibly disturbing, fucked up scene that's going on at that moment. Yeah, oh, I yeah. had to keep uh, like pausing the the show to like collect myself, particularly like during that scene. Like I thought at one point he was going to get castrated. I kept thinking they were going to kill him before remembering that, like, he was still alive in 2021. Uh, it was it was very disturbing. I definitely, that was, like, an episode I had to watch uh, during daylight hours, for sure. Yeah, I was, like, pausing and starting it, like, over and over again, just because the uh, the scenes of, like, they really captured what it's like uh, when you've taken too many mushrooms. And it was, like, a little intense for me. Like, I had to, like, keep on pausing and be like, all right, that's a lot. That's a lot. You know, like, I thought that they really, um, the way that it was shot, and, and, and we talked about this on, on the other episode, but, like, the way that it was shot and the way that the acting was done, it was very, it really, like, captured that feeling. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a really good job visually kind of representing that. And I wasn't really sure how they were going to, to treat that, but I thought that was, I agree with you. I thought that was handled really well. Cool. So um, moving on to the finale. So uh, yeah, I guess they kind of all wake up and then they kill the bear, like all kinds of crazy shit happens within this hour, uh, you know, from the jump. Um I guess we, yeah, I guess we just kind of open it up and just have a pretty free flowing conversation here. Maya, it sounded like you had a couple of things, like a list of things maybe you want to discuss. Maybe if you want to start talking about some of that and you can kind of lead us a little bit here. Yeah. Um, I guess the, the first big plot point that I think happens is the bear that emerges from the woods. Um, I like this was another episode I was watching with some friends and we kept like collectively having the same reactions to every scene. And, you know, initially it was like, this bear is going to kill them. Why are they still outside? And then you see the bear become deferential to Lottie and it becomes apparent to everybody that once again, Lottie somehow can control or has some sort of power over the woods. Um, or perhaps this is the woods sort of offering something up to Lottie. Um, and then obviously Lottie kills the bear um, and everyone is preparing the bear. And then we see the Jackie Shauna confrontation, which felt very realistic to me as like a high school fight with a friend. Um, I, it also felt very cathartic to see them finally kind of like have at it. Um, and yeah, I, I mean that, that kind of obviously leads to, to the next, to, to Jackie kind of being exiled from the house and, and sleeping outside and what comes after that. But um, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I was I was curious when I was watching this, uh, and I think that the acting was was really great in that scene. But um, you know, I I wasn't a girl in high school, so I don't really know like what those dynamics are. But it seemed very realistic, and I was wondering what it was like uh, to watch. You know, having been a, a girl in high school and having had like that specific 
relationship with with a friend that that um i think is different than than male friends have in in at, at that age yeah, I thought it was. I felt very realistic to me. I thought that was maybe one of the best acted scenes of the entire episode. Was the was the kind of fight between those two uh, girls? Um, Tom V. I don't want to like speak for you, but that definitely felt it felt like hyper realistic, and um, I thought it was was like felt like a good. I mean, obviously it wasn't closure for for them, but um, I I thought that it was good to finally have that all out there, and obviously Jackie kind of spilling Shauna's secrets to everybody, and. Um, Shauna finally telling Jackie exactly what she thinks of her. Yeah, I I, I would agree. I feel like it was, um, I mean, that uh, confrontation in particular, but then also sort of the dynamics around it, right? I mean, uh, sort of the the way that the group shifts, um, mainly to, even after sort of Jackie reveals that, um, you know, Shauna had been sleeping with Jeff or whatever. Uh, it feels like the group is still on Shauna's side. Uh, which was really interesting, but also kind of makes sense given everything else that's happened and sort of where the dynamics are at that point. But I, I think what was even more than that confrontation, which did very much feel real, and I feel like everything that they said, like one or the other said, I was like, yes, okay, I can see your point. <laughs> like, she totally deserved that. And um, But I feel like even more than that, what felt really real to me was like the little snide comments and, um, you know, like over, uh, I don't know, they, they were having a meal before that, um, I think it's the bear that they're they're all preparing and eating. Um, but there's like little comments Mari and a couple of others have, um, you know, uh, uh, here and there. Like, uh, I, and I felt like those little, um, those really revealed sort of how it feels when a do- like a, an entire group of girls turns against you. And it's a mm-hmm. really awful feeling. And I feel like it really did bring all of that up. Yes, I completely agree. And I also felt like the fact that when they all decide to say grace and kind of thank the the woods for the meal, um, I thought it was very telling that Jackie was the one who didn't want to participate in that. And obviously we see what happens to her um, overnight. Um, but I completely agree. I think the Snyder remarks like really, really felt like very realistic and very cutting in particular. Yeah, yeah I, I think, even, I mean, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Even um, Misty being like, oh, she didn't say thanks. It just feels like I was so infuriated at that. But also it makes total sense. Like that's exactly, I feel like that would be, that That was very real to me. Like the like sort of telltale, you know, sort of telling on her in that way, uh, appealing to sort of Lottie as like sort of the de facto group leader at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, felt felt very real. It it felt like when my sisters and I would get in fights when we were kids. Like that's mm-hmm. like exactly what it would <laughs> be like. Um, but, I think yeah. it's I, I think it's really a testament to like the writing of the show, the way that the way that they like by the time that they get to this moment in this episode where she's like cast out that like they built it up to the point like what you were saying tell me about like the little the little comments like the way that it was just kind of building it's just very well done to get you to that point that um that them exiling her outside in the cold is not that's not something that the writers have to sell to you at that point like you're already like it makes sense cuz they've walked you through that point with all of these like little subtle things mm-hmm. and the, i mean the one thing i would say too is that when i was when i was watching it Everything that Jackie was saying to the entire group was completely, she was completely right. Like, they acted Mm -hmm. like lunatics the night before and almost killed somebody. 
she was 100% right. But I kind of like when she was saying that in, in the show, even, you know, well before the ending or anything, but I was just like, yeah, yeah, she's dead. Like, she's like, <laughs> you can't have her say after that. I also feel like her death is like the most high school way to die, which is just like being obstinate and like wanting to not like, Def- like defying your friends even when Shauna was like come inside um like being like very kind of stubborn and being like no I'm just gonna stay out here um it, it just felt it felt very it felt perfectly high school uh that that's how she would go out although also kind of abrupt too yeah I I liked that it was a literal freeze out mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> her out and she died um I found that death really interesting. Uh, I think, like, the minute she walked out, I was like, okay, she's going to die. But I really did think that she was going to be eaten by, like, you know, one of the wolves or whatever, bears or whatever. Um, I did not actually see her freezing to death. Um, no. That was not on my bingo cards. But um, but after the fact, I felt like it, it felt really right. Um, I, felt, I feel like it's also that kind of, um, you know, I, I, I don't know, like if you've ever been frozen out, like not, you know, obviously not literally, but like by a group of girls, one of the things that I feel is very understandable at that point is like, oh, I hope something bad happens to me. They'll all be sorry they did this to me. Yeah. You know? um, and I feel like that really bore, bore out in this case. And so it was weirdly, it was like both cathartic in the sense that like I, you know, like the rest of the girls would you know feel sorry after that 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 happened to her but then mm-hmm. also yeah just kind of weird. <laughs> just kind of slept and then died and then that's it it, it was really something I didn't see coming it me neither it really felt like she finally got to one up uh Shauna in like in death you know like right like, you know now Shauna's gonna be haunted by this forever and Jackie kind of had the last laugh in that way um but I also thought like can we talk about the dream sequence that led up to her death that was I was just terrifying. I was just about to like say that we should talk about that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Go go for it. Um I I mean, at first I was like I knew. I was like this is not real. There's no way this is real. Then Laura Lee appears and you're like, "Okay, obviously this is someone's dream. Is it Shauna's dream? Is it Jackie's dream?" Wasn't super sure, but I kind of figured that it was probably uh Jackie's dream because it's like Laura Lee sort of like welcoming her to the afterlife. Then you see that creepy guy standing in the doorway and the man with no eyes is next to him. And um, at that point, you're like, oh, this is like, obviously a dream sequence. Um, but I, do you guys have any thoughts about like who the the man is? I kind of thought it was like the guy who used to live in the cabin when he was alive, but I wasn't really sure. Oh, that's what I thought it was. Wait, was there, there were, there were two men. I, I thought uh, I only saw this one sort of smudgy guy in the like sort of shadowy guy in the, uh, in the background. I thought that was the guy in the cabin. Yeah, I think I think it is him, but I I think that the man with no eyes was also sort of there, like in the background too. Um, Gosh, I missed that. Yeah, it was terrifying. Um, I went back and rewatched it earlier and saw it and screamed. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at it again. Um, But yeah, Uh, sorry. While you do that, Owen. Yeah, go Um, go ahead. The minute she like she walked into that cabin again and they gave her hot cocoa. I was like, yeah, she's dead. <laughs> she was so dead. Um, and then, yeah, I, I feel like it was, um, I sort of assumed it was um, her dream. I mean, her sort of like afterlife, whatever vision. Um, until, and it was so, it, it was so perfect also, right? Like everyone's like, we love you. We, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, Shauna apologizes to her, which is like what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Um 
and tells her that she's always been her best friend blah 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 so it was like exactly what she wanted happen and I was like this is just too perfect and um yeah so I, I feel like I I assumed that and then the next cut is um you know Shauna kind of waking up with a start so that's when I was like wait whose stream was this um but yeah I kind of assumed and I, I feel like I still kind of lean towards the fact that it was like Jackie's sort of afterlife vision yeah sorry when I cut you off no, no, no. I yeah. I mean, I saw that too. as her just basically like freezing to death. Like that was what was mm-hmm. that was what was happening. Um, and i I was just I, I was just watching it on mute again. And uh, I gotta say, Lottie's been my favorite character since like pretty much halfway through the season. And the actress playing her, Courtney Eaton, is just embracing the creepiness and like everything that mm-hmm. she does. When she hands with the hot cocoa, it's just like terrifying. Like with the smile, just like very, very disturbing. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I, I really thought that I was before this episode. I was kind of clinging to the idea that Jackie was still alive in 2021, um, and obviously that's not true. But one of the things that kind of led me to believe that is like a theory I saw on Reddit, which showed like a screenshot of. Um, them panning over Jackie's journal, and there's like a page in the journal from when Shauna's at jackie's parents house for brunch um and goes and, and looks through the journal and some of the songs on one of the sheets of paper in the journal it references a bunch of songs from after 1996 so i kind of thought that that was intentional but i kind of now see that plus like we can talk about this too but ali um who was a freshman on the soccer team when all the other girls were seniors um being at their 25 year high school reunion acting like she was like in their graduating class i kind of feel like these are just all like sloppy continuity errors um and perhaps like a lot of people have been reading too much into a lot of this this season maybe the writers will be more careful moving forward but um you know that journal thing was definitely one of the reasons that i thought jackie was still alive yeah so the uh ashley lyle and bart nickerson who are the are the uh co-creators I believe this is an interview in Vulture that they did. Uh, they said that the journal was not a mistake and that, um, you know, you just have to assume that it's something that Shauna put in there or whatever, which I always thought was like the most logical explanation. Maybe it is a continuity error, but that's just a very easy uh, explanation for it. Um, the Having the, having the uh, freshman be be the class president is a little bit more difficult, but maybe, maybe they'll find a way around. I mean, I don't, I don't think that these things are um, the kind of thing that like ruins my enjoyment of it, Mm-mm. but I would say that like, you're right to like, I, they probably, they probably in their, in their best case scenario, hope that this would be a hit. I don't think that they expected it to be a hit where like people on Reddit were like pouring over like every single detail. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like the Ali thing, I'm, I kind of just assume that she inserted herself in there just because like, even when she first comes up to Jeff, she's just like, you know, oh, this, I feel like she really wants to be a part of this like mythos. Um, and that's kind of why, I don't know, she was like, maybe the, I, you know, they have those like district presidents and stuff or stuff like this. And maybe she was just like, you know, kind of inserted herself and wanted to be heading all of this. I, I, I guess like in my mind, I could totally like justify that. Like, <laughs> um, I, the, the other thing though, the, the journal entry was, yeah. Cause I saw that on Reddit too. And, um, that had, um, I had the same sort of. 
um, expectation that Jackie would still be alive. Um, yeah, but I, I guess you could explain that as well. Maybe Shauna kind of imagined that or or like, you know, she 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 is like a big, um, I guess, documentarian in, in mm-hmm. that sense. Maybe she was sort of, she also sees Jackie in that scene. And, and so I wonder if that's like some extension of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know for sure. It, it's not, it's not, it's not clean. It's not perfect, but yeah, maybe mm-hmm. explain that somehow in the, in the later seasons. Yeah. I think the one thing I can't overlook is Jackie's like sudden adoption of like a Long Island accent. Um, <laughs> that seemed to come out of nowhere in the, in the finale at the reunion. Um, and I, I think also I was, this is like a very minor thing. And again, like probably something that when they wrote this, they weren't expecting people to like pour over. But I did notice that, uh, back in the cabin when Ta- uh, Ty and Van are talking, Ty references Van's love of the Spice Girls who had not yet put out a single at the time that they were in the woods um mm. but like obviously like small things like i i think oh i think you're exactly right i feel like they probably did not expect when they were writing this that people would be like seizing onto like every small crumb of like detail looking for meaning um yeah <laughs> yeah but but now you know now they have four i mean i guess that they're already in production for the second season which is pretty great so mm. they're moving forward with that um but yeah, I would imagine that they'll be more careful with these errors. I mean, the Spice Girls didn't even, I I mean, it's all kind of jumbled up time back then. But uh, that is, that's a pretty bad continuity error, though, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering if we could also talk about, like, the Adam dismemberment, like, in modern day. <laughs> um there was a detail yeah. that I thought was really funny when um, Misty, I mean, I loved Misty, like, first of all, like, I wondered if maybe M- Misty had, like, killed that old lady for the intent of, like, having a vehicle for incinerating parts of Adam's body. But I loved when she left the nursing home and got to Adam's apartment and asked Shauna if uh, Shauna had noticed anyone see her come into Adam's apartment. And Shauna was like, I don't think so. And Misty was like, great, then we're just destroying evidence, which, like, indicates that um, otherwise they would have to maybe, like, murder some witnesses. Um, and, and Which, uh, which she it. seemed fine with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she said it's, like, matter-of-factly. It was very funny. Misty was so funny in this episode. I mean, she's always funny, but I just, like, kept chuckling at all of her lines and her, like, expressions or her, like, knowing smile and kind of excited, like, little um, head nods and things like that. Um but yeah, I, I, I just lo- I also loved her like awkward jokes in that scene where she's like, oh, well, he's kind of a gusher, huh? Or whatever, <laughs> like um, just such a misty move. Um, but yeah, I feel like that scene was really, um, but it had like a lot of, it had a lot, obviously. But one of the things I was kind of, uh, I keep going back to was when um, Shauna is, um I guess like like cutting up the corpse um and I think it's like Tarisa or someone is like oh do you remember how to do this yeah and she goes yeah it's like riding a really gross bike or whatever and I'm just (laughs) like okay what um yeah because that hasn't happened so far so I'm wondering like what where does she uh you know cut up a a body into pieces I'm not sure but maybe that's coming yeah Yeah, I yeah. think that's definitely coming in season two. I just want to say one thing about Missy, which is that right, like before I watched this episode, I read this interview with Christina Ricci, 
where she talks about how the way that she played it was that uh, Misty is kind of like, and I'm like totally paraphrasing here, but basically is just like at a low level of rage all the time and expresses that when she's nervous and extremely angry or like, you know, just uncomfortable by laughing and watching her and, and, you know, interacting with the other characters and, and interacting with the rest of the staff with her little like giggles and, and jokes and stuff. Like I could really see what she was doing from an acting perspective, Christine Ricci and like the character as well. It just, that it is makes... so relatable and like extremely bang on. And I, I, I applaud her for that because I feel like it really, <laughs> I just love her character so much more because of that. Um, yeah. I just it really made it feel real. Yeah. Which also makes what she does later on in the episode uh, pretty, which is like completely diabolical, but she did give uh, the character of Rebecca the out, you know, she had the out, she didn't have to do it or Jessica, sorry, Jessica. Um, But she did take the cigarettes anyway. And then, you know, I I think we're led to believe overdose on fentanyl. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was very amusing when, uh, Misty handed them to her and was like, those things are going to kill you. And uh, they did, in fact, kill her. Um. <laughs> the, yeah, like when she said that, I was like, are you seriously going to ask her for the cigarettes? And don't ever put anything in your mouth that is given to you by Misty. Yeah. First of all, is the, you know, by this by this point, like everyone and this this woman spent like, I don't know, weeks in her basement tied up, basically handcuffed to a, to a bed. She should know better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I really thought some, I knew something bad was going to happen as soon as she got in the car. I didn't know if it was going to be something that Misty had done with the car, but uh, no, it was the cigarettes. Uh, R.I.P. Jessica, possibly. She seems dead. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know how she gets with, with the amount of fentanyl that she was like putting into there. That's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, who knows? Um, it's fiction. <laughs> Whatever, you know. <laughs> we should talk about the uh, Thaisa, um the discovery that Thaisa's partner makes in the basement of their house, and then the concurrent Thaisa victory party happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and 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 just as kind of like a lead into that, I just want to say it's interesting if you watch the way that she's acting in the beginning of the episode to the end where this kind of idea where where you might have this character have a split personality, right? Have have like two personalities going on. You can see that in in the way that she is playing in the beginning and and then and then later on. Like it's almost like two completely different people. Mm-hmm. Do you mean like both the adult versions or like- both the adult versions? Like when when she's in Adam's apartment helping them dismember him, uh, you know, she's kind of, she's a little bit more reserved and and kind of, I don't want to say, like, insecure, but, you know, she's she's upset. She goes home. She seems upset. She seems maybe more vulnerable. And then when she wins the election, something kind of comes over her and that kind of, and then seeing that in line with, with the election result, uh, I think kind of shows that there are two people inside there. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. 
yeah I I, I guess I'm just like that uh, that smile at the end was extremely creepy and that's sort of the first uh, time that I was like okay so she has this sort of you know these like the bad one and the good one or whatever um and it seems like you know one side of her comes out while like she's at least that's what she said is like when she's stressed and she's like sleepwalking and stuff but like after that smile I wasn't really sure if she's completely um I guess oblivious to what like you know uh the the bad one quote-unquote um is is up to or like wants or you know uh, I, I just wasn't sure how much of that line that seems quite or like till now seemed quite separate is actually mm-hmm. much um more blurred than we kind of expected yeah I agree I mean I initially thought back when we found out that she was the woman in the in the tree um I kind of thought maybe this was just like a dissociative thing but now I wonder how conscious or cognizant she is of doing that because you know did she knowingly sacrifice biscuit the dog r.i.p biscuit um and do all that stuff to win the election like do we think that she has anything to do with Lottie's cults? Like, I, I wonder, like, how, how much of, of what she does she's aware of versus, like, how much of it is, like, a split personality thing. One of, one of the more disturbing images in a disturbing episode to see that dog's head just oh my sitting God. there on the shelf. I felt like I was watching a horror movie watching, uh, I think her name's Simone, crawl into that crawl space in the basement that she apparently had never known was there and see this like altar set up with biscuits head and the heart which i assume was adam's heart but i i guess could also be biscuits heart it looked very big to be a dog's heart i don't really know but the the whole thing was very and then like the toys from like her kids room uh it's very disturbing yeah a uh <laughs> just a very gross and disturbing disturbing moment uh definitely so let's we might as well talk about the other, uh, like the fourth kind of adult version of the character storyline, which is Natalie, mm-hmm. um, which ends with her being taken uh, by these, I don't know, like a Lottie cultists. I'm not really sure what they are. Obviously, we're going to find out in the next season. But uh I gotta say, I thought that Juliet Lewis really like it, that was a very difficult scene to watch when she yeah. got the gun up to her. Like that was very, very hard to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't, know, was... I don't know what what you guys thought about all of that stuff, but I thought, I mean, they sold the kind of the journey going from like I don't think he did to I think he did within mm-hmm. the episode pretty well. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think about that? And then what do you think about you know this kind of like last minute twist where? She was actually right. He 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 almost certainly was killed, probably by these guys, and now they kidnapped her. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. I was like watching it through my hands; like it was very difficult to watch that scene. But I also, um, I have. I mean, like the the scene that culminates in in the kidnapping leads to so many more questions for me, which is like everything from like what revenge is Lottie seeking? Is Lottie alive? Are these people just carrying this out like in her name because they're like obsessed with the yellow jackets? Um, you know, uh, how did Lottie bring this cult to civilization? Was Adam trying to get Shauna to the cabin in the Poconos part of the cult? And they, like, failed at getting Shauna, so they had to kidnap Nat instead. 
Um, I just, it raised so many questions for me. Yeah, same. And I agree that that scene right before that was really difficult to watch. Um, And I felt so sad because, I mean, she, um, and I think we discussed this, but she seems like sort of more, yes, the more um, obviously, um, you know, kind of uh, like the person who's most, whose who's way of dealing with this is most sort of externalized. It's most, most obvious um, in her addiction and stuff. Um, and she's, she's sort of like, you know, kind of really leans into her like craziness. Um, but, um, but it's also kind of in a lot of ways, like sort of a moral, morally grounded person throughout, like seem, at least more so than the others. Mm-hmm. Um and it just felt so sad to for her to have to sort of reckon with the possibility for the first time, you know, especially after that sort of conversation she has with Shauna, where um, she's like, you know, maybe he did just, you know, let you down and like, you know, uh, kind of um, recant on his promise to you and did kill himself. It was too too much to live with. And you can see sort of on her face, um, like processing that and and then just like sort of playing that out in that last episode and it was just so sad I felt really sad for her um and then the the door (laughs) you know there's like knocks on the door and I was like what the fuck um and yeah like I I have no idea what this but but yeah my first assumption was okay Lottie's still alive obviously and they're doing this something or the other on like the 25th anniversary of 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 whatever happened um and I think this is, you know, this is really what the postcards were about. I, I, my first assumption was like the postcards actually had nothing to do with the, um, the whole like, um, blackmail stuff, and mm-hmm. they actually were completely separate. And like, this is what they were about. Um, but I don't know. Later, I was thinking, I was like, maybe Lottie isn't alive, and then it's maybe it's Van who's carrying this on because it did seem like Van was, you know, sort of number two and was like mm-hmm. really in that camp, like very solidly. But yeah, that's where that's what that's where my mind went. Yeah, I no think... creators say that we're going to meet adult Lottie next season. Yeah, but that, that I guess that lends credence to the fact that she's still alive. I I agree with you, Tomvi. I feel like Natalie is more morally grounded than any of the other survivors, and I think that that's like why she's so tortured as an adult um, compared to you know Shauna, who pretends that she has this like perfect family life um, and can keep it together really well, at least appearance wise. Um, I'm also curious to know what Misty knows about this cult and if she's involved with them, I could maybe see it being a scenario where they like actively don't want her help and have kind of like pushed her out, but she's still like an informant for them. Um, just based on the fact that when, you know, hearkening back to 1996, when they're at the cabin and Misty keeps trying to help and everyone's like, you poisoned us last night. Like you, you, you got us all high. Like we don't want your help with the food. Um, I could see like a similar sort of, um, like b- her being cast off, uh, being deployed with the cult. Yeah. So, so that's a good, I think a good way to kind of transition into talking about like that, that part of the storyline, which ends with Misty being one of, you know, Lottie's first two acolytes. Um, but throughout the episode, I mean, like, you know, we talked already about how Lottie, just i just i don't know like the bear just like kneels down in front of her and she just stabs it and kills it in like one hit and then uh you know later on when there's the fight between shauna and uh and jackie lottie just basically tells 
coach to shut up and he does, you know, even though he's the adult and she's just a kid. Right. Um, and, and then by the end of it, she's, you know, taking the bear heart and, and putting it in the same spot where they almost, uh, murdered Travis with, with Van and Misty there. And it just looks like, you know, first of all, like they're set, they're obviously setting her up to be like, a major character in, in the second season, which they already did. I think for like this, for the back half of the first season, I think she was a pretty major character, but I think she's going to be an even more major character now. And it's, it's interesting to think about the dynamics because right now you would say like Misty seems on board. Uh, Ty's girlfriend is on board and she obviously still maintains some kind of uh, attachment to the occult from, you know, severing her dog's head and sacrificing and doing all all the things that she did in modern times. And Shauna is also kind of part of their group. Uh, Natalie, which kind of goes back to what you were saying, Tommy, being the being one of the people with like a more moral center does seem to be kind of in in maybe the oppositional tribe. Although we don't really know how that's all going to play out now. Um, but I am kind of curious in 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 where you two kind of see the line starting to where, where you kind of see the division between the group kind of starting to be, because I think that things got a little bit reoriented here uh, in the last couple episodes. Like when we talked after episode eight, I think we felt one way, but maybe we feel a little bit differently now. I don't know. What do you think? Um, sorry, go ahead. Maya. Oh, um, I I don't know. I mean, I, I think that Jackie's death makes things a lot different because if you had asked me that question after last episode, I may have thought that things would have like been a little may have looked different. But um, I to me, it kind of feels like maybe it's Travis and Nat versus everybody else at this point, just because they're not there. And also it seemed a little bit like. Uh, maybe Travis didn't want to, you know, be with the rest of the group after they all tried to maybe kill him. Um, and they're also out in the woods looking for Javi right now, who I have to imagine is a goner, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, I do wonder how the group splits, but I, I, oh, and I think you're, you're generally right kind of about the alliances with Lottie. Um, I still think that the four that we are acquainted with in like modern times so far are still in the same camp um although uh my I, like my sense is and I, I mean i i i really don't know if i have enough evidence or any like sort of actual textual um references to back this up but um i i, I feel like misty is a part of that group and somehow defects at some point uh that's because she's just too chummy with um with nat nat like goes to her you know like even though they have that sort of uh kind of contentious bond where like um i mean they 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 sort of obviously like nat does not like her uh but but she still goes to her for help like i i still think that there's enough of a report there where i don't think that they're um they're in separate uh clans so I, I don't know. That's just my sense there. Um, as far as I also feel like Shauna, after especially what happens to Jackie, I feel like, and then you know, sort of, uh, I do think that like when she lashes out to Jackie, there it's it's really evident that she's really guilty about what happened the night before. I don't think she's okay with it. Um, there seems to be that sort of defensiveness, like where she's really disturbed by what she did. 
um and so i i do think that there there is some scope of for her to sort of you know not um or be more wary at least of of like lottie and like her her side of things um i'm i guess i'm just most torn about taisa at this point by by the end of this episode i mean before that maybe i would have been like oh okay that's you know she's solidly in in the anti lottie camp but and especially because you know um with that conversation with van she she's very sort of she's very rational and she's very like sort of trying to explain away all of these seemingly supernatural things that at least van believes at that point and so um yeah i i'm not i'm not sure about her i feel like maybe there's like you know the alt taisa um thinks that there is something there but yeah i i just i i'm i'm confused about her character but i feel like the rest of them are still in one camp that's where i am so far yeah i think um i mean like another like interesting little thread to pull on that is like no matter where they fall obviously missy did something more fucked up than the other three because they clearly have not talked to her in like 20 something years right so maybe matt so i guess it's i mean i don't know it's very it's 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 very difficult to tell exactly what might have happened there but but obviously something did that was that was that bad right i mean that that's what that's what that's the impression that i get Yeah, I also wonder if maybe at some point it becomes known that Misty destroyed the black box that could have saved them all. Um like I wouldn't be surprised if that's one thing that they maybe excommunicate her for and that's why they haven't talked to her in a number of years. I assume it's more than that. Like I I'm still waiting for coach Ben to die at her hands, honestly, but um yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah she- I mean she's certainly not trustworthy. <laughs> it's clear. Um but she, and she's also like a little like you know she says the wrong things at the wrong time she certainly like still has that dynamic with all of these girls i just honestly assume that the reason they don't talk to her is because she's a little weird you know um she's a little awkward sometimes and she says like she like to poison everyone all the time so um i kind of just assume that's why but like yeah i mean totally could be something a lot more insidious and like she could be number 2 with Lottie I don't know um yeah no no go ahead go ahead oh no that's it i i yeah i just that's kind of just i just thought that they just didn't like misty that much you know and that's kind of or they, they felt like kind of sorry for her and that's just why they like she wasn't cool enough and so that's why they, she didn't get to hang with the rest of the gang that's that's basically what i thought yeah i mean she it, she is certainly portrayed as a misfit in both in both uh timelines um so i thought that you know for the last uh 15 minutes here and and um again i'm sorry that i've been kind of low energy as i uh, for everybody listening uh, as i said earlier uh i have caught covid so i am a little bit like a little low level right now but um you know if we could kind of look toward season 2 and kind of what we think is going to happen and what we would hope happen and so i guess i'll just i'll just uh go first with a couple things which is i'm excited to see more of both teen and adult Lottie as a major character i think that is a really interesting uh dynamic to get into um i'm excited to see them start eating each other and killing each other 
and and splitting into two tribes. Um, and I I am also interested in when, and I think that it might be next season, they introduce a third timeline, uh, which I think is probably going to be when they return from uh, the from being rescued, however they're rescued. And I imagine that, I mean, I, I would think if I were writing it, like the, like the way that I might do it would be to kind of introduce that and, and then have that kind of be the central mystery and central driving point for the season, as far as like the narrative, although maybe they would do that in season three. I don't know, but, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping that they do it in this one, because I think that that is a really, uh, I think it's a scenario that like really opens itself up for a lot of creativity in how it's written and how it's acted and how the storyline goes, you know, I mean, what would that be like if you, you know, were stranded out in the middle of the wilderness and then you got, you know, they found you after like 19 months. I mean, that would be like national news. It would be huge. It would be life changing for, you know, for everybody in their class and everybody who knew them, not to mention them. So I think it's just a really interesting, uh, point for them to to look into uh so i'm hoping that they introduce that third timeline uh in in this one coming so that's what that's what i'm looking forward to uh what about the two of you i co-sign all of those things i hope you're right about the third timeline i feel like that makes a lot of sense narratively um personally i'm interested to learn more about the cult and also more about adam who i kind of suspected when he died we that might not be like the end of us learning about him um during the news broadcast about him you hear the reporter say his family hasn't heard from him for weeks, but he'd only been gone or dead for a couple days. So I'm hopeful that we hear a little bit more about him. I'm curious to see if there is an adult van who we meet. Um, someone in uh, a 70-person group, Yellow Jackets DM I'm in on Twitter, pointed out that the drawing that Sammy, Thais's son, had made of the woman in the tree had red hair. Um so I would be curious to see if we if there is an adult van who emerges and if that's someone who maybe Thais is in contact with. Um, so, yeah, I would say cult is is kind of my my big target for next season. Yeah, I would co-sign both those things, both those sort of buckets of things. Um, I'm actually really curious about some of the tertiary characters. Um we haven't really heard a lot from like about their backstories and stuff and their sort of um and i'm i'm just kind of curious about that whether that's going to be fleshed out a little bit more in addition to what you guys said already um i'm also and i just had i'm sure someone's already mentioned this on the reddit um but i'm also super interested in this cult um but as you were talking maya i was kind of thinking uh because i read that thing about the red the red hair, the drawing and everything. Um, and like, I just had a thought. And again, like someone probably has already said this on, on the, um, on the Reddit at some point, but, um, but I wonder if like Van is somehow controlling um, Daisa and that sort of, and, 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 you know, making her um, sacrifice biscuit. <laughs> and other, you know, or sort of give up these tributes or whatever um, in order to put her in a position of power so that they can control her even more. Um, I don't know. Like, but that's something I just thought of while you were talking and I was just wondering, I'm curious about um, sort of that relationship too. Yeah, that's, I think that's a, those are all like really 
interesting threads to pull as well. Um, and I think, Tommy, just to, just to kind of go off of that for a second, like it is kind of interesting to to see what they're going to end up doing of that power dynamic, both like in 96 and if Van is still alive in 2021, 2022, because... Uh, the power dynamic does seem to have shifted a little bit, especially with uh, Van putting down her ultimatum, you know, that like, that this is something that I believe in. And if that's going to be a problem, then, I mean, she, she's basically saying if that's going to be a problem, then, then that's it. And yeah, I, I think that it, if the dynamic has completely flipped and if Ty has now com- is, in reality, really is uh, invested in um, in this kind of occult stuff that's going on, then I would imagine that uh, what we're going to see is going to be kind of more of like Taisa kind of culty and, and whether or not Van is a part of that. But I think he'll be interesting. I also think that it's it's interesting to think about a lot of the unanswered questions from this season, like, what's up with coach Martinez and his wife? Like we never got an answer to that. Where's Javi? Uh, as, as, as we, we kind of touched on that a couple times. Um, and the central mystery from like the first like five minutes, like who's pit girl and who is the queen by the, by, at, at the point that we are watching them obviously eating somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. Those, those, like, those are some major questions that we never got any clarity on. Yeah. Yeah, all of that. I also wonder, I mean, I think that we saw this a little bit during the reunion, um, but I, I when, when uh, Shauna basically threatens Randy <laughs> because he knows so much about the blackmail from Jeff and probably also has read her diaries um, in some capacity. But I, I, when I was doing my rewatch this week I, in the pilot, I realized that there's a point where Randy's speaking with Jessica, the the quote-unquote reporter um and i wonder if randy's going to be like a a person next season that we should keep an eye on um just based on what he knows he seems stupid enough to say something to someone without really realizing what he's revealing yeah no go ahead tommy go ahead oh yeah i was gonna say um randy and then also ali uh i feel like um, Mm -hmm. shauna and jeff's daughter that scene where she comes in and there's you know on the news it's um they're talking about adam going missing there's that like really eerie shift in that because it's it's all you know it's like popcorn and blah 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 in the, and um i feel like when that comes on everyone's a little bit quiet and there's like this weird um vibe uh in the air and then like shauna uh is like oh i burnt the popcorn obviously um and it's just like super creepy and i'm wondering if like ali because she she does know about um adam she's seen him she's she knows who he is she knows like the relationship um and i'm wondering if that you know sort of unravels in that sense too yeah i also think uh the daughter has a lot of keen interest in the yellow jackets like she wore jackie's uniform to that halloween rave um and uh generally like seems that like she can try to keep an upper hand on shauna even though shauna puts her in her place with that mutual destruction uh mutually uh assisted whatever the, the, that speech is yeah, mutually assured mutually yeah, assured. Yeah. Yeah. basically being like i will destroy you if you try to destroy me um so i i do wonder if there's like some resentment there towards her mom and if if that comes into play next season one thing one thing about that uh 
monologue that Shauna delivers to her daughter, by the way. And I know that was like, I think that was like episode seven, I think, or was that eight, whatever it was, um, that I noticed like on the rewatch is that, um, as she's, as she's explaining to her, like how, how much it's going to suck if she went through with it. Um, she's making very, very clear that if she did this, like she would be living with her dad. Like she would not be living with her, like she would not have a relationship with her mom anymore. If she did this and it was really subtle the way that she said it, but she just basically like laid out all of this stuff that like none of which involved her. Like it was only like, you're just going to be hanging out with your dad and this is what's going to happen, which I thought was like, you know, the way that the character is being presented to us is very, like she's very, very intelligent and very manipulative. And I thought it was very smart writing to have her deliver that threat without ever saying it. Yeah, that was not lost on me either. I I picked up on that as well. And yeah, it, it, I think it just ends up contributing to Callie's sort of distrust in, in her mom. Yeah, and also like, you know, if, if you got to be somewhat sympathetic. I mean, it seems like, you know, your mom went through this traumatic thing and you guys have never talked about it. That's, I mean, that's the impression that, that I get. So obviously you'd be curious about it. Um, I, I, I do think that taking her dead friend's uh, uniform to a Halloween rave is, is kind of fucked up though. Personally. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, I feel like, um, I, I find that relationship really interesting. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, that, that monologue was, was cold and, you know, I, I feel like it's at this point, we know that Shauna can be really cutthroat. Um, in so many different ways and uh you know with that conversation with randy where like i believe everything she's saying about what she's going to do to him because she's pretty much done it with like the rabbit and with adam's corpse and at that point and like every you know potentially other things um in in the in the woods um but but i also feel like there was another conversation that she had at some point with uh with callie uh, i keep calling her ali but callie um where Callie does express some degree of sympathy for her. Um, you know, she knows that, like, you know, her, her dad or, 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 like, Jeff doesn't give her as much attention or he's, like, sort of absent, you know, towards the beginning. And then she's like, but, yeah, mom, you went through a lot. Or she said something to that effect where I feel like there is some degree of understanding there, uh, but it is sort of... Um, it, it, it is sort of um, deeper in there. I feel like it's, it's sort of covered up by all of this, like more, uh, more obvious and more present, like tension um, and, and sort of contentions, uh, contentiousness between them. So, yeah, I'm just kind of interested in how that would play out, what, what way that goes. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, definitely. And, and the, uh, the woman who, who plays Kelly, I mean, it's, it's sometimes hard for me to believe that, uh, the women playing these characters are, uh, or the, the 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 people playing these characters are, so much older than the characters they're playing because they're doing such a good job of really like channeling that. But um, yeah, she she seems like she's she has a good vibe with with uh, Melanie Winsky. So that's like another another kind of cool cool little thing there. Um, so I think I think I'm gonna. Uh, wrap this but uh just i guess just kind of final thoughts here from uh from both of you maybe 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they left us in a good place. I feel like it's good to have wrapped up some things, but to kind of leave us with even more questions. And I'm so happy that production's already underway and we'll hopefully get season two later this year. Yeah, uh, same. I, I think the only other thing I would say is I'm really enjoying the uh, memes on, on Reddit. Um, I also really enjoyed the some of the comments about the about episode nine, uh, where I, I don't know, it was like someone was saying how um, their doom coming had like a Pinterest wedding <laughs> vibe, and like that really hit. Um, but yeah, there's just been some really really funny. Uh, memes and comments on Reddit, and I'm, I'm I'm really enjoying them, and I think that's gonna like probably help me tide tide me over uh, till whenever we get the next season. Absolutely. Well, let's 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 say that we'll uh, we'll reconvene some point in the next couple months, see where we're at, and then we'll uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll do this a little more regularly when season two comes out. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds cool. great. All right, thanks guys. And Thank thanks you. Feel better. Yeah, yes, for sure. Bye-bye. Okay,